Hi, everyone. Not everyone. Well, eventually, eventually everyone. everyone. But, but not really yet. No one. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Cracker Classics 80s, 80s edition. edition. Uh, uh, we take a movie from the 80s and watch it and um, understand <laughs> where we came from. Cry. Cry. My name is Ian. I'm Joshua. We were both born in the 80s, so that should explain a few things. Yep. And and, today... And yeah, go, yeah. We're watching Brewster's Millions. Because I've been thoroughly annoyed by the fact that the old Brewster's Millions is so terrible. And I love this Richard Pryor one. At the... least I used to. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> this... I was reading up on it this morning. This is the seventh movie version of Brewster's Millions. Something like that. Something time. ridiculous like that. Seven of <laughs> 13 or something. And in my opinion, the best, having only seen two, uh-huh. still, in my opinion, the best. Well, <laughs> we can only go up from the one that we, uh, yeah. we watched. That it's was pretty ridiculous. Just the fact that Richard Pryor is there makes this one ten times better automatically. I guess. Oh, come on. Do you not a Richard Pryor fan? I like Richard Pryor. I just absolutely hate this story. Uh, and the fact that it's being set in the 80s is going to make it worse. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. It's that fabulous capitalist myth of you gotta spend money to make money so if you don't have money to begin with you ain't making money but amped up to 11 because it's the 80s when everyone who had money wanted more money more than usual that's how we got the 90s then the aughts and that's why we're where we are today the 90s was a slight reaction to the 80s We, we balanced budgets in the 90s and Sort of got a little fiscally uh, responsible for a short time. Yeah. But then we learned bubbles could burst. And came back with a vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. And but this is before hindsight. Well, this is 85. We haven't done any the hindsight dream is since. still climbing to the top. <laughs> we cannot fail. But this is not about climbing to the top. What is it about? You'll see. Uh, I, I know a little. Well, of Richard Pryor <laughs> is a baseball player. I believe so. Yeah, and the, like, the amount's astronomical. It's like thirty. He's got to spend thirty million dollars in order to get. I think it's ten million to get three hundred or something like, like that. that. Yeah, it's big numbers. It's much bigger numbers that make a lot more sense to us today than whatever this stupid piddly bullshit was in the 50s one we watched. Yeah, but again, this is the 80s. We still have to adjust a bit for inflation. Yeah. These days it'd be a, a billion or two. But he's Otherwise, inheriting, it's just yeah, not interesting. And he's got to spend $250 million or something. Mm, or spend a billion to get oh, $10 God. Billion. Yeah, no, there's no... no f- fucking way you could if spend a billion dollars this in today a month. you know there is no fucking way you could spend a billion dollars in a month and not have anything to show for it elon musk has just entered the chat no you, you can't do it elon musk if you're listening to this by some fluke of something pay your fucking taxes but seriously <laughs> you can't do it 
I don't give a shit. It is impossible for you to spend more than a billion dollars or one billion dollars in a month and have nothing to show for that billion without donating it all to charity. And there's like, I think it's 10% he could donate to charity. Yeah, yeah there's certain rules. There's there, there's yeah. rules like that. But yeah, so we'll go with 900 million. There is no possible way you can spend 900 million dollars without donating any of it to charity and have nothing to show for it at the end of a month. I don't it's not know. happening. It's not physically possible. It sounds like a challenge for these billionaires these I days. I would love to fucking see it. Kinda, just then they'd have a billion less. Nah, just the spectacle And have nothing to show for it. The spectacle of it. But do they really have anything to show for it now? That's a philosophical question. Elon's got that cool haircut. (laughs) (laughs) There was a great meme about that haircut. So does Bezos. When you're surrounded (laughs) only by yes men. (laughs) Yep. Uh, at least Bezos has the sense to just get rid of it all. So. I don't think that was his choice. Doesn't matter. I know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, nothing to show for it. Nothing to show for it. <laughs> Maybe Richard will have something to show for it. Maybe. We'll see. We shall see. Can we get started? I think we shall. See how poor this makes me feel. Oh, God, so poor. We'll be back for an intermission impression or two. Or three. Because we don't have to spend down. But no um, increased capital. No. When we return. Well, this is full of your typical 80s bullshit. With interest. Uh, yeah. Compounded interest. <laughs> yeah. I see we are now entering the uh, John Candy phase of our 80s edition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just in everything. It's hard to avoid. It's true. <laughs> but this is not one of his better roles. No. He was never good as the uh, sidekick straight man. No. He could be the sidekick, but he'd have to be the crazy one. Yep. This doesn't work for him. Not really. It, it's it's an underutilized John Candy. Yes. Put it that way. Definitely. I mean, I love John Candy, so I'm happy to see him anywhere. In oh, yeah. But but it's just disappointing. To... Yeah, that he is not doing more. Yeah, this is no Uncle Buck. Aside from calling himself Porky after being insulted <laughs> by uh, the batter. He's got some good lines, at least. He does have some good lines. But he's also rather uh, combative. He also does have the line when they're both in jail, I don't think this is racial because I'm in here with I'm you. I'm in here with you. At some point, he mentions an oriental doctor. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, with, with the massages. Yeah. They're trying to pick up yeah. the two girls and the fight starts, which... Who yeah. started that fight? Uh, Not them. Uh, really not them. Officially, I guess, no. First punch was thrown by the other guy. Without provocation, aside from the fact that maybe they were hitting on... The girls, but... Yeah, but some things were said that kind of provoked, didn't it? No, I didn't think so. I don't know. There's, there's things that are hard to keep track of. There's a lot of uh, yeah. chaotic evil running through this movie. Oh, that's fair. That it's just... It's a lot of clamor, and then things happen that I don't approve of, and I'm not sure how we got there, and it's... Uh... Like the bank talking about their Arab friends? Oh, the, the special... Uh, yeah. Interest thing. rate? Yeah, reserved for... 
her best customers and a mm. few Arab friends. Yeah. Well, it is the 80s. We didn't learn from OPEC. Well, the rich people learned from OPEC. Yeah. That's why we kept doing it. There's sort of, kind of, a little bit of morality in here, kind of. There's some. There's at least the intention of it. I don't I, know if we're going to actually yeah. get it in the end. I did appreciate the, uh, I don't care how much you've been turned down for jobs, I'll hire you. Mm-hmm. Artists and whatnot. Because I'm rich doesn't mean I have to take advantage of people. Uh, when he's talking to the security guard, uh, you can't live on three three fifty a week, I'll give you 5000 <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, was, that was nice. It was very nice. But again, it's that... Uh... Magnanimous rich guy myth. Yes, uh, it is definitely uh, pushing that. Throw money at the problem. Yeah. Because that's the only skill I have is to just pay for it. <laughs> Cut a check. <laughs> yep. But I kind of like the uh, motive of Uncle What's-His-Dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am going to teach you to hate spending money. Yep. What that... uh will produce in the end could produce a scrooge like miserly situation it could of, i have it but i hate to be to the uncle that's kind of the vibe i got but I'm hoping <laughs> hoping <laughs> that the side effect of it is learning that lesson of there is such a thing as too much yeah especially when it comes to money yeah i know that i hate spending money because i just kind of hate money altogether well, a stupid concept to me. Agreed. Gets in the way. Yep. But in the society that we have, uh, I hate that phrase. Yeah, I know. But we do need to have some money to spend. Yeah. And I would, ideally, we should all have this, enough money to spend that we need to spend. Should be equitable distribution. And absolutely. It, mm-hmm. Just have it at that. Make it simple. That's not simple, though. I know. Then you don't produce throngs of people with camera flashes and security guards holding back people in a Beatles mania way just because you made millions of dollars. Yeah. I'm disturbed by that, see? Just the throngs of people <laughs> that are just all of a sudden there and well, gushing this, over this him as if he's John Lennon. This is the early days of being famous for being rich. I know. This was the or beginning of the for end. Being famous, you know that whole thing. But he was already <sighs> famous. No, he wasn't. But he was a pro baseball player. He was a minor leaguer. He was a formerly pro baseball player. That's something I'm still not sure about. I think he was lying to the girls. Remember when he's talking to the lawyers? They were like, "The most you ever made was eleven thousand a year." Yeah, the, for this that is one minor league team. This is why I'm confused. If you worked for the Cubs, you'd make more. But didn't at one point one of the big wigs say that he had a fifteen-year pro ball career? Minor leagues is pro ball. Okay. They pay you for playing the game. That's pro That's, ball. That is pro. You're right. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he was ever in the majors. Not even for the Cubs? Not even Because the, the Cubs, Cubs may have paid him less than $11,000. <laughs> Possibly, not but true. I don't think so. As much as the yeah. Cubs sucked, they always had a lot of money. <laughs> Thank you, Wrigley's. Thank you, the people of Chicago. Well, that too. Uh, I question the motive of all the white people in this movie. Well, like all of them. I question the motive of white people in general, so... But this is highlighting it. <laughs> 
Like we we have an interracial Even couple. Spike? Yes. You question Spike's motives. I don't I, think, I don't know. I, I think he's Brewster's I think he's Monty's friend. Uh, probably, I do think but, he's Monty's true friend. But will he continue to be the whole way through? No comments. Ah, I see. I think he's got a price. Like all white people. <laughs> 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 that's fair I, I've got a price it's very high but I have a price yeah because we have war and he's apparently got a couple prices well I say I've got a high price but I work DoorDash so obviously it's not that high <laughs> <sighs> yeah that, that's a loaded yep moving loaded on topic there this isn't about us Warren <laughs> The creepiest white dude so far in this movie. I don't get him. Confuses me. You don't. I yeah no. It that's a reasonable place to be right now. I flipped my uh, a very view of him about four times yep. already. Yep. First, I was like, oh, neoliberal lawyer. I'm a feminist, but I'm really not a feminist. That's not it's wrong. The 80s. But oh, that's just a front. I'm actually a slimy money guy who's uh, easily flattered wrong. flip again no i'm just gonna do whatever i i'm told to do if the price is right that's not wrong okay has a solid sense of interior design that's not wrong but was willing to uh include his ex-wife in the financial gain that's not wrong <laughs> it's just a lot for one person it is in it a short amount of time is. he's Probably the most overwritten character. I'd imagine he was like three people in the original script. They got condensed to one, so they only had to Possibly. pay one actor. Yeah. Yeah. There's, this movie is weird, where there's a lot of shit that happens in a short amount of time, and then other shit is really drawn out. Yeah. Like the opening credit. Oh, God, the opening <laughs> credits. That was, what, 20 minutes? <laughs> we had a baseball game. I mean, game. a lot happened. <laughs> The opening credits had a baseball game, a train. Um, what was God, it? What else? There was the, there was so the much fight, more. There was the, the fight, prison, the, the court scene, the yeah, the court scene. Um, and we finally get to the office, and the director by comes up. Yup, too long. Yeah, there's way Either too much way, setup. Too many credits. Not that I'm against giving people credit, but there was sometimes like two minutes between names on screen and. Mm-hmm. That's just unnecessary. This movie's kind of unnecessary. <laughs> but it's fun! So far, oh I guess. Oh my god, it's fun! Yeah. I love it! There, there's... So much more fun than the old one we watched. So far... Not exactly. What? There's more of a sinister vibe to this one. Whereas with that one, it was more slapsticky, situation comedy-like. I didn't it think it was that much of the fun, money. though. Well, fun is a relative term when it comes to capitalism. Um, I'm not going to argue that one. Yeah. I suppose there's more going on, but it's... I'm less entertained. There's more intrigue in what the fuck's going to happen in this than there was in the first one. Which means there's more of an interesting story, I suppose. Yeah. But I don't... It's less fun. Interesting. I don't know. It's the 80s and we're... In New York, and we're talking money. It's, You're it's just not severely to be biased fun. against the '80s in New York and money. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> Can't imagine why. I don't know. 
I don't know. There, there's a certain frenzied insanity that I love about this movie. And I'm finding it slightly overwhelming. I can see that. Yeah. But it lines up with my particular brand of crazy, so. <laughs> Maybe if we play the Yankees, it'll get less chaotic. Yeah. More evil. Because it's the Yankees. True. This is pre-Steinbrenner, though, isn't it? I think so. Not by much, though. Yeah. So it's evil, just that, not pure But that connection evil. was still made of, oh, we're <laughs> oh, in this big, gorgeous, wood-paneled conference room. Oh, this is the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Swanky office. Well, it's always the Yankees. Yeah. It's always been the Yankees. But, yeah, Steinbrenner is Steinbrenner. Well, we're uh, ready to spend more money. I did have one more thing I wanted to point okay. out. The, or, well, when we're watching the entertaining interaction between Brewster and his uncle, despite the fact that his uncle is over a month dead. That was a fun scene. That was, it's, it's just fun. Because, uh, I mean, yeah, they're, they're the obvious lines, so yeah, it made sense. But he did mention that uh, Brewster's grandfather being married to a white woman and then a black woman made it a checkered family. I'm... There was that. And that was... I definitely cringed at that. That was a little, uh, more than a little... Yeah. yeah. There was some blatant feelings expressed there. Yep. I don't like you, but I am stuck with you. Yep. That's, that was so, line. I'm gonna have fun so with you. So we're gonna you. have fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, that, that throws his motive into question. I don't know that it necessarily... Uh, it's another parallel of that I'm going to teach you to hate spending money. Because sort of stereotype of, oh, well, black guy's got money, he's just going to blow it. Well, yeah. So I'm going yeah, to teach no, you a that's, lesson that's, about how... Yeah, that's a valid point. Mm, I didn't that quite, could be in there. quite look at look at it that way, but that could very well be. Yeah. But go extremely negative. We were dancing around that point. So I hope that's not the case. I don't think... But we've got the white... I don't uh, think it becomes explicit, but there is that kind of that overtone to the whole thing. Yeah, because we do have the white uh, <clears throat> businessmen, lawyers, who want him to fail. Because if he fails, they get control of the money. Yeah. I appreciate that his lawyer, or the woman that's overseeing Miss Drake, is ethnically ambiguous. She's not straight white. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're seeing plenty of people of color in varied roles. That's true. We had a black judge. <clears throat> well, I mean, the security guard's black, but that's... Yeah, and baseball players are black. Um, and... Well, yeah. But it's at least a more um, accurate depiction of the populace of New York City yes. than we oh, very tend to so. see in movies. Yeah. Oh, and we have to, of course, mention uh, Rick Moranis's glorious beard. If it's real. I yeah it's hard to say honestly. it is hard to say but no he could grow a beard god is it gorgeous <laughs> well done fits his smarmy it's, character oh, that he's playing character. Too. it's perfect for his character it is a thing of wonder I, I i'm inclined to say it's not real because it's too perfect it's too perfect that's kind of where i'm at but it's so pretty so pretty yeah i didn't think he would he looks so good with a beard yeah. oh my god i didn't think it was possible to see a bearded rick moranis and be cool with it 
But a rather cool. Let alone be like, hey. (laughs) Hello, sailor. Yeah. (laughs) He looked really good with that beard. Hello, key master. (laughs) I might be pretending to be the gatekeeper here in a minute. (laughs) Okay. So, um. Oh, we got a bit off topic. So far, we're extremely straight in this movie, and I expect that to continue here. So, shall we finish? Yes, and we haven't done Ghostbusters yet. We should. No, we we need to do Ghostbusters eventually. We'll we'll get there. Yes. All right, folks. We'll be back. <laughs> Come on, this is way better than the fifty-something version. I suppose yes. There's at least a little more conflict and comeuppance. Yes. In this version. Yes. As that version, it was just... Dumb. Everyone clutching their pearls and going, Oh my god, you're not being fiscally responsible. Which, yeah. that's in here too, in a very annoying way. Yes. All the people that have benefited from his giving away money, telling him how to spend his money. Yeah, but the people that mattered took up a collection for him at the end. There was that. They did you have know? some semblance of a guild. Guilt's a little strong word for that, but yeah, I don't think it was, was a guilty, humanity there was, level. Yeah, there. they were like, "No, you, you took care of us, so we're going to do what we can to take care of you." Which is endearing, because usually yeah. the people that surround the uber rich people are the enablers that are the main problem. Yes, that they keep perpetuating those evils of finance. Yeah, I did like the political message in here, though. None of the above. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that so we still seriously need to needs to be an option in every freaking election. And if none of the above wins, you get new candidates and do it again. Yep. Mm. Oh God. I am. We've got to talk about Warren, though. Oh, we definitely have to talk about Warren because I realized who played Warren. <laughs> and who that is. <laughs> And things make a little more sense to me as to why I'm not comfortable. (laughs) I was wondering. Stephen Collins, who was the dad in Seventh Heaven and also played daddy in another real life scenario. Yeah. Yeah. There was some reason he was creeping me the fuck out. That was a big part of it. Because he's legitimately creepy. Mm -hmm. But then he sort of his character falls apart at the end, as does his relationship with with Drake. Well, Maybe I missed something in there, but all of a sudden we get to the end, and they're, like, at odds with each other. Well, it's because he doesn't... He's one of those that assumes everyone else is kind of the same way he is, and uh, she was a genuinely good person who didn't see him for what he was until right then. Okay. So he was... Finally, uh, rearing his ugly head in her direction. Uh, he was finally comfortable revealing himself. Uh, Yeah, showing that side to her. Yeah, because he assumed she was the same as him. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was sort of a little office gossip sort of surrounding her and Brewster. Oh, yeah. When it wasn't true. No. And in the end, we don't have that actual romantic ending. Nope. 
I mean, it's sort of implied. Well, I mean, Brewster but says he gets he's the money, goes out the office door, and it's the end. Yeah, so we don't know if anything yeah. happens there. I mean, like I said, Brewster said he's in love with her, but we don't know her feelings, and we definitely, at this point, believe that her feelings do matter to Brewster. Yes, because of the way he's been around her the whole time. We do, we kind of know her feelings. Because she had expressed them, at least yeah. in the beginning. But then there was some character development as time went on. <laughs> kind of. A lot more than there was in the 50s. Yes. <laughs> but at least in this one, the woman was not considered an asset. Yeah. Still bugs that was, me. Yeah. We've got issues here, but there wasn't that big of an that issue. That issue. The conditions of the will were... A little better. Yeah. Not as gross. Just 80s gross. Just 80s gross. Everything's a commodity. <laughs> Not just the woman. Everyone. So you don't have to specifically say the woman is an asset, because we know everything's an asset. Yep. Now, I am a little confused by the election. How so? He put his name in on the ballot, but also none of the above? Or if... Does the no, vote none he, of the above mean that he got elected? He ran confused. the campaign for none of the above. That's what I thought. But it was assumed that he was running himself, so his name was on the ballot. Okay. And as soon as he found out that his name was actually on the ballot, that's he when he withdrew his name. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because had he won his salary... From... Would have negated the... Yeah. It would have been considered an asset. Exactly. Uh, I feel about the same with this movie as I did with the first one. It's a economist's wet dream and just a big financial jerk off. And I don't care. (laughs) Well, that's fair. There was some laughs, some enjoyment. Overall, I just don't care enough. It is a little better than the first one we saw. No, I like this one mostly because Richard Pryor is entertaining. He is so. good in it. He's entertaining. John Candy is weird. Yeah, it's not your typical John Candy role, and I don't think he plays the angry man well. Yeah, he's kind of got this tough guy persona he tries to get across, and it doesn't work. Uh, no, no. He's still too round-faced and sweet. to make Yeah, it, work. it just doesn't work with him. No. He's too much of a teddy bear. He can't be yeah. the... Bad guy. He can't be the mama bear. He's too much of a teddy bear. <laughs> and we left things kind of open-ended with him. No, I'm pretty sure they're... I mean, because he saved every bit of money that Monty gave him. Right, and he invested in stuff and whatever. And, and was totally ready to drive to the Rockies and get a cabin and go fishing with his buddy for the rest yeah, of his life. I suppose so. that is just what he was going to do. Yeah. It was kind of fascinating. He wakes up morning after that party yeah and it's the 30th day and just everything it's like a switch was flipped because all the leases that he put in for rent and everything they've expired clothes are going away it's got to go out of the hotel yeah it was i thought they did a good job of showing how it was almost like a dream that he woke up from and it's all over and everything's back to normal but it applied to the people around him too all of a sudden he was pretty much completely alone oh yeah which was kind of odd. He did kind of alienate everyone in the end, though. 
Yeah. Not intentionally, but... The yeah. capitalists <laughs> just didn't understand. And they wouldn't. At least there was some justice. Yeah. Two bad guys. Three bad guys. The, the two yeah. banker dudes and then Stephen Collins. Well, Stephen Collins is going to be suing Monty, but... And then the other two are defrauding. Yeah. And an investigation has been launched. And that'll probably cover Stephen Collins, too. Yeah. Since he was a part of it. Yeah. The accomplice. The Rube! The Rube. Well, he knew what was going on. He He knew what was going on, but, uh, yeah. The uh, Patsy. The the very witting pawn. pawn. There we go. The very witting pawn. Yes. Willing and able. Well, not able in the end, but willing. Yep. It's creepy to talk about him and willing. Okay, I'm done. God, really? Uh, I suppose we can... uh... I kind of want to close the book on this and uh, close the account here. Yeah, that's um, fair. I, 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 we can call this zero. Having seen the uh, versions of this story twice now, I just don't like the story. It's one of those that's capitalist fair. fantasies that piss me off more than anything. That's fair. Hoop, and I'm, it's hoop I'm, jumping and like, I'm definitely more in your camp now than I was. I, I mean, I've seen this movie a dozen times and mm. I, I love it. But it's fun yeah, enough, you're but right. The story it just, itself just pisses me off. The whole, yeah, it's the hoops, the unnecessary hoops of capitalism that serve only to make life more fucking miserable. All right, I gotta stop before I get an aneurysm. <laughs> Thank you for listening, folks, to this potentially free episode for you. Well, and for most people listening, it's gonna be free. We yeah. have one person that's paying for it right now, so. <laughs> uh thank you you help you help us rent our movies and for everyone else thank you for listening we appreciate you whether or not you give us money yeah but just thank you for listening really do just putting up with us reaching the end of the episode (laughs) (laughs) be sure to check out our regular weekly cracker classics podcast and and we'll have another 80s thing for you next month yay Bye.